0: Salaam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you for joining us for this bite-sized edition of the show. And uh, we've got a smaller show and we've got a smaller crew this evening as well. So I'm going to say hello to people we've got here. It's uh, Katie. Hello, Katie.
1: Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm
0: good. Quite uh, cheery so today. Quite cheery today. What, compared to yeah. normal? Aren't you normally cheery?
1: My husband's away working away isn't he so uh, you know, but yeah, yeah you've got this trip today. to look
0: forward to so it's all good
1: that's true
0: um and also joining us is susan hello susan
1: hi adam you've How got girls do? tonight it's Woo-hoo. just
0: yeah i know i'm outnumbered this evening by girls, girls what's going on here <laughs> um i feel like i should be appropriately dressed in something sparkly you, <laughs>
1: you mean you're,
0: you're not? not no i'm not gonna sparkly stuff on tonight
1: well
0: i do apologize I mean,
1: do you, I mean, didn't you get the memo like uh, this morning? Apparently
0: not. <laughs> Clearly, I, n- I need to re. Well, having said that, uh, it was only five minutes ago that I realised John wasn't joining us in the show because I missed the text message earlier. Uh, it wasn't oh, until really? Katie went. He's not coming. Is that like, really? Okay. Uh, so it is us three this evening, which is absolutely fine because what we're going to be talking about this evening is Katie's experience with Disney Dreams. And we have spoken to Katie about Disney Dreams in the past. But we've not really dedicated a whole show to it So we thought we really got opportunity this evening for Katie to sort of explain a little bit about how the trip works And uh, also to kind of talk about some of the experiences she had this year Well last year now isn't it because it's 2017 Before we get to that though I need to make a massive apology um, To everybody who listened to that I need to say well done and thank you to those amazing people who actually listened to the entire show last time even though it was a little bit shocking we had some sort of gremlins in the system which meant that for some weird reason the sound quality for the last show was shocking and um, we don't know what it is it's not happened since i've honestly got no idea what what was going on with it we've looked at it and everything we've recorded we've done some test recordings this evening before this show and everything's absolutely fine so we genuinely cannot work out what the issue was last time but we do apologize for the really terrible recording and uh, we hope that this one's going to be better than the last one was so that'll be pretty good going we hope so uh katie then do you want yeah. to talk to us a little bit about? Uh, so it was December last year, was it that you went off to to do Destination Tree? Is that right?
1: Yes, it was. So the trip itself was the first week of December. Okay. Um, but the whole process kind of started a lot earlier than that. So applications open around the kind of start of the year, around February time. Yep. Um, so it was actually kind of. Around March, April time last year, that I found out that I had been successful and okay. would be volunteering on the trip, yep. um, and then all over the summer I was fundraising and doing lots of stuff. And obviously, um, we did lots of stuff with the show and the Disney Brit Running Team was absolutely fantastic and raised of course, a lot yeah, of yeah, money.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, which was, was really absolutely helpful. brilliant. Yeah.
1: Um, then we had training in October where yeah. we all kind of went away for a weekend and met up and we went through lots of kind of compulsory training. And then eventually we got to the trip itself, which was at the start of December. So, so just in time for Christmas.
0: The actual um, applications for 2017 are open now. Uh, they for those of you are, yes. interested in going. so if so, anyone
1: is interested in volunteering next year, now is the time to get your application in.
0: Yes, so if you hear this and you think, do you know what, that sounds just like the sort of thing that I fancy doing, then you can actually go and apply now, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay, so it was the beginning of December you went out.
1: It was, yeah.
0: And can, do you want to explain a little bit about who it is that goes, not volunteers-wise, but kind of the families, those sort of things?
1: Yeah, of course. So Destination Dreams is a trip organised by a charity called Cordwell Children, um, and every year they take 25 families who all have very, very different needs on a kind of once-in-a-lifetime trip to Florida. Um, they go there for, it's a 10-day trip in total. We all meet up at Gatwick, mm-hmm. um, and then we all fly out together. The, the families all stay at Give Kids the World, which is an absolutely amazing place. quite close Kissimmee. to Disney. Sorry? Is that in me? Um, yeah, yeah it is so it's not too far away from the parks um, and it's absolutely fantastic it's um, kind of fully accessible villas for families to stay in and um, the charity takes a team of medical staff with them and they stay at give kids the world with the family so there's someone like constantly on call um, and it's it's all completely geared up for these like really special families I think what's really nice about this trip is that the whole family gets to go. So any siblings or anything like that are all part of the trip and they're all kind of they're all treated like extra special VIPs the whole time that they're there. It's not just about the wish child. Um, so I think it's it's a really kind of it's a really good family trip. Um and it is it really is a once in a lifetime. Uh, so the families go, they stay at give kids the world and they get to visit three of the four Disney parks. They also get to visit Universal and SeaWorld, and they get to have a day off, just chilling at Give Kids the World.
0: Three of the which four? So which in... of the Disney parks do they not go to? I didn't realize that, I thought they went to all four.
1: They don't go to Epcot. Oh, okay.
0: Um, <gasps> oh, okay. That might
1: change in the future, yep. Um, but at the moment, the way the trip runs at the moment, they do Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom,
0: and Hollywood Probably Studios. studios. Okay. Mm fair enough
1: so i did go to Epcot on this trip but i went on my day off
0: so you kind of did that yourself
1: yeah i just did that on my because you get one day off yeah um so basically the way the trip works is like i said we all meet up at gatwick there's a kind of party at gatwick where there's characters and things um so in the past it's been like barney and scooby-doo this year it was dora the explorer and spongebob squarepants cool that was pretty cool kind of gets the kids used to meeting characters and just having a bit of fun
2: yeah
1: and uh, we then fly out to florida then first day it's bam straight into the parks and mm-hmm. it's animal kingdom on the first day second day is magic kingdom and that one's a late night because everyone stays until the end of wishes yep. so it's quite a long day for the families that one so then the day off comes next, which is a chance for the families to just kind of chill out. Mm-hmm. There's a really, really nice pool that give kids the world. So a lot of them like to go swimming or they can go shopping or anything they want. It's their holiday. Um, the volunteers can do what they want on that day as well. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I chose to go to Epcot um, with a group of other volunteers. Fair other enough. people hit the outlet malls. Other people just kind of chilled out at the hotel, around yeah. the pool, that kind of thing. Um, so once we've all had a day off, or not in my case, because I went to Epcot all day and then went to <laughs> Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Fair so enough. that was not a day off. Um, it's then straight into Hollywood Studios the mm-hmm. next day. Um, the following day is one day for both Universal Parks, which right, is pretty okay. full on yeah, to I try, try and imagine, fit yeah. all of that into one day. Then they've got a day at SeaWorld. And then on the last day, there's a big pool party for everyone all together at Give Kids the World, um, which is really nice because everyone's got to know each other by that point. Uh, And it's just a really, like, relaxed and chilled atmosphere. And then we fly home in the evening.
0: Wow, so it really is full on.
1: It is very full on, yeah. I think the families don't quite know what's hit them uh, when they first arrive. And it's just, obviously, Disney is so overwhelming, especially if you've never been before. And you don't really know what to expect. But I think it is quite full on. They kind of really need that kind of rest time that they get against the world
0: which is really good so i think the question for me and i think the question for a lot of people who who kind of think are thinking about this or do consider it is that you're obviously going this time with another family and the idea is it's a holiday of a lifetime for them now you and i are used to going to disney parks and we go and do what we want when we want and we go and do this ride and we get fast pass for this and this and that how is it this kind of trip different because it's not actually a holiday for you so to speak you're there to aid the holiday for the families that are going
1: yeah well it's exactly that I think you just have to remember that it's not your trip and you are there to make them have a great time so um you don't have to have been before as a volunteer but I think it is an advantage if you have been so amongst the volunteers there this year there was a really kind of wide mix of people who hadn't been before or people like myself who'd been lots of times before um, and I think it is helpful if you know your way around the parks. And I think the trick is to kinda of, you don't know which family you're gonna be with each day until you get to the parks. Um, so you kinda of have to act quite quickly. So once you find out who you're paired up with, you need to try and kinda of find a volunteer who was maybe with them the previous day so that you can find out if there's anything that they're particularly interested in or that they definitely do not want to do so you might have a family who does not want to do roller coasters at all yeah or you might have a family who's completely character mad um, and all they want to do is go and get as many autographs as they can so it's really helpful if you can kind of find whichever volunteer was with them the previous day and um, so that you can get a bit of a rundown on kind uh-huh. of what they're interested in okay
2: um
1: and i think the best way to handle it is once you meet your family you just need to try and um get out of them what their t- kind of top priorities are for the day, and some yeah. families will have planned to the nth degree. Okay,
0: absolutely everything
1: question. that they want to do. Others won't have even looked at the map um, and won't okay. have a clue what's even in the park. So you just have to be able to kind of roll with it and act and think quite quickly, I guess.
0: So that was going to so be my next families question. Families do the
1: organising then. Um, they can do as much or as little organizing as they want so the charity puts on all of their kind of transport so they get picked up on a bus in the morning from Give Kids the World they get transported to the parks um, where they get allocated with a volunteer or multiple volunteers if it's a big family Mm -hmm. Um, and then at that point that's when you find out who you're with and like I say some families might be really into it and they might have kind of studied the map and picked out some things that they really really want to do other families won't have even looked at the map and just find it a bit overwhelming so yeah,
2: um,
1: I think one of the families that I was with um this trip, I was actually with them twice but I was with them on the first day at Animal Kingdom and on that first day they were quite anxious, they really didn't know what to expect and all the mum wanted was to know what are we doing next, next, next yeah. so that she had a bit of a plan in her head and she knew which way we were going to walk around the park mm-hmm but because i knew the parks quite well that was that was okay because i just kind of asked them a few questions pulled out of them what they were kind of interested in seeing doing that day and then just quickly came up with a bit of a plan um so that i could tell her we're going to go here and then we're going to go here then we're going to go and watch this show and then we're going to do this and then it's time for us to go
0: does it allow you to use fast passes and things like that when you're with those families or is that something that you, you just have to forget about
1: you don't need to use fast passes so because these families are on a really special once-in-a-lifetime trip mm. they get a genie pass
2: um, right. wow.
1: at Disney it's called a genie pass at Universal it's like a golden ticket
2: yeah
1: um, and basically that just gets them straight into the fast pass queue right,
2: um, okay. so you don't
1: need any fast passes at all so oh, if it's a cool. character meet and greet you can just you can go in the exit mm-hmm. Um, and just go straight to the front. And if it's a ride, you can just go straight into the Fastpass queue. Right, okay. Um, which is really, really good because obviously they have really limited time. They've only got one day in each of the parks and often it's not actually a full day. Yeah. So for example, Animal Kingdom, they don't arrive at the park until around 11 okay. and they leave at 5. So they don't have a full day in the park. So it's really helpful that they don't need to worry about queuing
0: yeah okay that's good to know that's uh, I wasn't quite sure. you know obviously if you've got families who were planned to the nth degree and you've got others who don't at all whether or not there was that worry about fast passes and those sort of things it's kind of good to see that mm. there's obviously a system in place that that allows them to kind of ease that concern yeah. so to it speak. is
1: I would always like encourage any families to try and plan and whenever I would like leave a family at the end of the day I would encourage yeah. them to look at the map for the the park the following day and yeah. kind of pull out a few things. Um because obviously a lot of the families have wheelchairs or kind of big buggies that the children can't necessarily transfer out of. Yeah. And so when you get to rides like for example something like Kilimanjaro Safaris, there's only so many of the actual vans of the safari trucks that yeah. are wheelchair accessible. Mm-hmm. And there's only so many spots on each one. So if you've got like quite a large number of wheelchair users waiting it can actually be quite a queue mm. um, even though you've gone in that fast pass queue so I would always try and encourage the families to look at the map for the next day just so that they could have a little bit of a plan and I suppose that's a consideration
0: play. for you as well isn't it because you know you know if you're heading towards Kilimanjaro safaris and you know there's already a large number of wheelchairs that have already gone through from your point of view it's then actually reassessing that and saying right this is where we need to go now rather than here and this is why
1: Yeah exactly that and I think that's why it is really helpful if you are familiar with the parks but I think even the volunteers who hadn't been before they'd been given maps by the charity in advance so they had a chance to kind of familiarize themselves with the layout of the parks and I think that's really important for a volunteer to kind of not have to stop every five minutes to look at the map.
0: Well that kind of answers my next question which was going to be obviously if people are uh, if let's say people are listening to this and they've got a friend who they think, you know what, my friend would be brilliant for doing this, but actually they've only been to a Disney park once or they've never been to a Disney park. You know, are they the kind of people that should be considering going and being a volunteer for this particular trip? You know, do you have to be a real Disney aficionado or can you be an absolute novice and still be able to support those families?
1: You can be an absolute novice and still be able to support those families. The most important thing is that you're friendly and approachable, and just willing to give it a go. There was loads of volunteers there who'd never set foot in a Disney park before. Okay. Um, but they really, they gave it their all and they were absolutely fantastic volunteers because they were fun and they were friendly and they put the families at ease, which is the most important thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I think the families are kind of, they understand they're not going to see absolutely everything. Um, so while I think it is an advantage if you know the parks, it's definitely not a necessity at okay. all.
0: Okay, that's good to know. So mm. you have got some sort of memories that you, you kind of said you wanted to mention this evening from the trip or trips that you've done. So do you want to kind of talk a little bit about those?
1: Yeah, I've got a few. Well, I've volunteered on the trip twice now. So I volunteered, obviously, in 2016. but my first trip was in 2015. and um, So I've got a few kind of really, like, kind of highlight moments. Mm. Um, there, was a, there was quite a few on this last trip. I felt like I was a bit more relaxed on this trip this year's trip and um, I think because I'd done it before I mm. knew a little bit more what to expect um, I knew some of the volunteers from previous years and um, so I think I kind of relaxed into it a little bit so I, I had loads of fun on this trip and um, one of the things that I think was really fun was at Animal Kingdom I was with a family um, and they they were quite anxious like I mentioned the mum just she wanted a plan she wanted to know exactly what we were doing yeah and um, but one of her she had two children one was the wish child and one was an older sibling mm-hmm. and the older sibling had never ever been on a roller coaster before but had caught sight of expedition everest and was determined he wanted <laughs> to go on this ride and all day he kept looking at it and he was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i was like yeah let's go and do it let's go and do it and then we got to it and he was like i don't think i can do it i don't think i can do it and Aww. i was like come on you'll be so proud of yourself if you go on so the he and his mum and me went on Expedition Everest together and he was so delighted with himself. I think he hated it. <laughs> like I think he absolutely like <laughs> thought it was the worst thing he'd ever done. But he was so proud of himself when he came off.
2: Mm.
1: And I think that's one of the things that I love so much about Destination Dreams is that it was a really like it was a big moment for him and he wasn't the wish child, but it was a really like massive deal for him and he was so proud of himself when he came off. Um, but he was like, I'm never doing that again. And he kind of didn't trust me for the rest of the day. <laughs> Every time I was just like, yeah, let's go on this. He was like, no, I don't trust you. Um, but yeah, we had sort of like we had loads of fun together. And I was actually with the same family again um, a couple of days later when we went to Hollywood Studios, which is quite unusual. They don't usually team up the same volunteer with the same family. Yeah. Um, the families do sometimes request to get paired That's up so. with a volunteer that they know but um, the charity do try and move people around so that the families get different experiences and so that the volunteers do as well. Yeah. But on this occasion, I got paired up with the same family, and we had an absolutely amazing moment when we went to meet uh, Woody. So the wish child um, on that day, he has a Woody sticker on his like on his wheelchair, and I was like, oh, I really like your Woody sticker. And his mum was telling me that Woody was his absolute favourite character when he was little. Yeah. Um, and he. he like absolutely loved Woody. He had the Woody doll and would never put Woody down. But because of this little boy's condition, he was quite unresponsive now.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So we went. She was telling me all about how much he loved Woody, and I was like, Well, do you want to go and meet Woody? And she was like, Oh my God, can you can you meet Woody here? I was like, Yeah, of course. So we went over to the Buzz and Woody meet and greet, and they were absolutely fantastic with them. So they spent absolutely ages with the family. Um, Woody knelt down and he was sat next to the Wish Child and kind of stayed there for a really long time until he recognized him because it took it took a little while for him to realize what was happening Um, and he spent absolutely ages and then he just grabbed hold of the mum and he just hugged her for Mm. absolutely ages and there was this huge queue of people all just looking on and everyone was in floods of tears because the mum just like burst into tears it just meant so much to her Um, and they just spent such a long time and they were just so kind and they were really like just playing with the kids and yeah. just really friendly
2: yeah.
1: um, and then when we came out the the family kind of had to have a little moment for a few minutes because it was just it just kind of all bubbled up and it was just a bit too much and it was mm. just so lovely because that was like a real like they re- that meant so much to them that they'd got to go and meet Woody because that character meant so much to their family
2: Yeah. and yeah.
1: um, so I think that was one of my absolute kind of highlight moments of the whole trip really. It was just really emotional it was one of those where you have to just like put your sunglasses down and just carry on yes
0: yeah, just <laughs> act like like yes yeah, it's completely normal and i'm absolutely fine
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> really fine um, another another thing that happened with that family that i thought was really funny was we went to see the indiana jones stunt show yeah. um, and at the end i'd kind of sneak down and said to one of the cast members is there any chance that you know, Indiana Jones could come and get a photograph with the family and explain <gasps> the situation. And they were like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. So right at the end of the show, they kind of said, like, just hang on, just wait here. And then Indiana Jones and... What's the woman called? Uh, <sighs> uh,
0: well, her real name's Karen Allen in the original. Um, OK. But I, so the uh, woman uh, was uh, playing here, I've anyway. forgotten, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So the two of them came out and they came into like where they were sitting in the audience and they sat and they chatted to them for ages and they got loads of photos and there was this woman standing at the side just kind of hovering and i was a bit like who are you like why are you waiting here and then she was like i'm so proud of him you know he's always wanted to be a stunt man and i just kind of looked and she's like i'm his mother
2: and it was <laughs> in jones's
1: mom and it was just so funny it was like his real life mom and she was just like standing on so proud of him um, while he was like chatting to the family and getting loads of photos and stuff taken. So yeah, we had a good old chat to Indy's mum. I just <laughs> thought it was <laughs> funny. You know, on the side. <laughs> chat
0: with Indy's mum.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> great. <laughs> it was really good. So I think, that, I mean, the, there's so many stories and any volunteer would be able to tell you like hundreds of different things. There was another um, thing that happened when we were at Magic Kingdom um, with the family that I was with, um, were massive character fans. Like the, we had a little girl who all she wanted to do was meet characters. That was her main priority. Um so the first thing that we did when we got to Magic Kingdom was go and meet Mickey Mouse. yeah But I didn't tell them about the kind of special surprise they, that uh, Mickey Mouse they, they talks, Yeah. So we kinda of went into the queue and they we were like super excited for meeting Mickey Mouse. And then we kinda of walked around the corner and we were next in the queue and this little girl's like jaw just dropped and she was like is mickey talking i was like yeah and she was like is he gonna talk to me i was like yeah of course he's gonna talk to you and she was like i didn't know he could talk and the mom just burst into tears because she was like i had no idea that he would talk yeah and then mickey spent absolutely ages with the family and just like said like i know it's kind of prepared but he said loads of stuff and they had like a full on conversation with him. Brilliant. And it was it was just amazing. It was great. And as soon as we came out of there we met a ton more characters like as soon as we came out. Yeah. So they were just like absolutely in their element. Like it was absolutely amazing.
0: So are you going back for two
1: thousand seventeen? Um I am hoping to. Um I haven't applied yet. Right. I think one of the I can one of the big commitments is obviously the fundraising you do have to commit to fundraising quite a lot of money and it is quite hard it's quite hard work so that's my only reservation at the moment is because I've done it two years in a row Mm.
2: Um,
1: I'm a little bit worried about what am I going to do to raise the money how am I going to do this in different ways but I've got a a few more weeks to think about it applications are open until kind of mid-march so I've got a little bit of time but I would absolutely love to do it again I would love to go back um, but there's no guarantees you have to apply every year yeah. and you aren't guaranteed a place just because you've done it before so it's a kind of you have to wait and see Okay. Yeah. I've got I've a, a question um, so if you're someone who's not experienced with working with different types of families But they're thinking this is not a thing I could get involved in Would that sort of stop them because they haven't got experience or is it all it's like What would you have to do or what encouragement would you give someone who hasn't had the experience? working Um, with different types of families yeah i don't think experience is everything obviously it's great if you have got experience especially of working with say children with disabilities or Mm -hmm. i guess just children in general because a big part of the role of volunteer is just being fun and just being a bit silly and being able to kind of play impromptu games and things like that so i don't think You need to have had loads of experience to be good at those things. The way Mm. that the selection process works is you fill in an application form and then they have a selection day where they invite people along and that's a a chance to kind of show what your personality is like. Mm. So even if you don't have tons of experience, that applicant day they'll do kind of team building exercises so you can demonstrate how well you can work as part of a team. They'll also ask you to do something... When I did it two years ago it was you had to do a memorable minute where they basically stuck a camera in front of you for one minute and you could do whatever you wanted for that one minute and it was just something to make them remember you and it could be anything at all. Wow! Um, So I think that's a chance to kind of show a bit of your personality and show how fun you are. So I think of course experience is really valuable. But there was a lot of people who have volunteered on the two trips that I've volunteered on who don't work with kids, who um, don't have tons of experience working with kids with disabilities or anything like that, but they just were really well suited to doing it because they had the right kind of personality. So I think I would encourage anyone who thinks that this might be something they would be interested in doing just to apply for it. It's a really rewarding experience. It's really hard work and you come home absolutely exhausted but it's so <laughs> worth Amen. it it's, so, and you make brilliant friends.
0: Next question I'm going to ask is the question that everybody wants to know is what did you do for your memorable minute?
1: Yes. <laughs> um, I really struggled with the memorable minute. Like I found it a really difficult task. In the end, um, I ended up just talking about why I wanted to volunteer and I talked about when we took Alan's mum to Disneyland Paris for the first time because we toured the parks in a completely different way when we went with her. Yeah. Um because she was older and she had a few um kind of problems with anxiety and things like that. So we toured the parks in a completely different way. So I talked about how I'd changed my approach to a Disney trip. Yeah. Um which I think compared to what other people did, I think I did quite a serious memorable minute Rock, and i think <laughs> i try, like i tried to do it in a kind of fun and engaging way and it is a chance to kind of get a bit of your personality across yeah. but i think other people did like demonstrations of things that they could do like skills that they had um or things that they did as a hobby other people literally didn't prepare anything at all and just stood and kind of poured their heart out about why they wanted to be part of it um, so I think it's really varied what people do. It's really stressful when you try to think what you're gonna do because it's like, oh, what's gonna make me memorable? Did they
0: not give you time to prep?
1: Well, they told you about in? it. Well, they told you about it before the applicant day, so it was kind of up to you if you prepared it or not. Okay. Um, but I think that's part of it. They literally gave you like no guidance. It was just like was just, do you've something got a minute. for a minute to oh, make us remember you. Oh wow. And it could be anything you wanted. Um, so I think some people just went down there. I'm not going to prepare. I'm just going to do whatever comes off the top of my head. Ruth oh, and God. other people are really prepared and <laughs> came in with props and all sorts of stuff. Oh wow! So it is hard. That bit is hard, but don't let that put you off. Fair it's, enough. That's fine. It is fine.
0: So so basically the di- the deal is you you fill in your application form, then you um you get accepted possibly to go to the that day. And then once you've been to that day, is it then they, they contact you and say, we'd love you to come on the trip and these are the yeah. sort of stipulations of what you need to do in order to do that?
1: Yeah, exactly that. So after the applicant day, they'll get in touch. It's usually quite quickly afterwards. Yeah. They'll get in touch to say, we'd love to have you as a volunteer Yeah, um, and giving you instructions of what you do next. Um, And then you obviously get cracking on your fundraising, which is the next big kind of part of the process. Yeah um so a lot of people um especially returning volunteers who've done it a couple of times tend to start fundraising earlier even if they don't know that they've got a place for mm-hmm. the following year mm-hmm. um because it can be quite tough if you wait until you find out it's kind of around april time april may time that you would find out and you need to get that money in by september which doesn't oh, wow. give you that wow. much time so
0: just that just uh, what happens if you've tried your hardest to fundraise as much as you possibly can and you basically it doesn't happen you don't you can't get the money
1: you pay that yourself
0: oh okay fair enough yeah
1: so it is it's is quite a big commitment because part of the part of the deal of being a volunteer is that you are going to help fundraise to make the trip happen and yeah. um, but it's also i think just as valuable for cordwell children is the kind of publicity and the pr that they yes. get from yeah, yeah. Um, new people going out and telling new people yeah. about the charity so that's why they want you to do the fundraising yes they want the money to make the trip possible but they also want the word of mouth and the yeah. news stories and local press about interesting mm-hmm. things that you've done mm-hmm. to raise money so I think all of that is kind of equally valuable
0: Fair enough. sounds very very good okay Um, I don't know whether there's uh, is there anything else that you kind of want to talk about that we've not sort of mentioned yet
1: um, I think my big thing would just be, if anyone is thinking about doing it, absolutely apply for it. It is it is a fantastic thing to be part of. Yeah. Um, You'll make some absolutely brilliant friends, you'll get to know the families and you'll get to know their stories and it will break your heart and it will just make you feel so happy <laughs> all at the same time because the things that some of these families go through every day, it just, it really humbles you and you mm. just, it, it really is a privilege to be there. Um, and I think if, if it's something that you think you might be interested in, just do it because it is, it's so rewarding and it is one of the best things that I've ever done.
0: Awesome. There wow. we go. So um, the place to go then to discover uh, about applying and all those sort of things, uh, do you have the, the web address?
1: Yes, I'm just gonna double check what it is, but it is the Cordwell Children website, which yeah. I believe is cordwellchildren.co.uk. I'm just gonna check.
0: You've just said that in a way that's like, <laughs> I don't think that's right. I don't know.
1: Cordwellchildren.com. I was wrong. It's oh, Cordwell there you go. I was just typing
0: it into Google, and it's just come up with Cauldron. I was like, that's definitely not the one. <laughs> oh
1: no, that's not <laughs> right. it. Cauldron no, it's Children it's is a completely different charity com And applications are open at the minute, so all the details are on the website about. Everything to do with the trip and how to apply and all that kind of stuff.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's all on there. There's loads of stuff on their Facebook page as well, and tons and tons of photographs um, from previous years. So it's definitely worth going to their Facebook page. Okay. Have a little look and um, see if you can spot any photos of me on there. Oh. Um, there are a few. <laughs> um,
0: so they've got Facebook, Twitter all that sort of stuff and you can check all that stuff on there which is awesome
2: yeah
1: they do it's all linked from their website so, so definitely definitely
0: so
1: checking that out awesome. okay how many families are there oh yeah that's you, a are f- there?
0: good question so there's, was a question I was there's ask.
1: 25 families um but some of the families are quite big so it's a massive group i think on this year's trip there was about 170 people in total <gasps> wow including wow. all of the volunteers so, it was a very large group of people. Because some of the families, you're talking about six or seven people. Yeah. Mm. Um, if there's multiple siblings plus the parents, some of the families had a carer with them as well. Right. Um, so, some of the families are quite large. I think the 2016 trip was kind of the biggest in terms of number of people. Yeah. But it's always 25 families. Um, I think, ultimately, the charity have got aspirations to try and run the trip more than once a year. They'd love to do this... And make this available to more families. Yeah. But they don't want to take more families on the one trip because that would make it a little bit less that makes personal. Sense. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, mm.
1: um, so which I think is it's really good. So I think they really have got aspirations to do it more than once, but it's a massive undertaking and obviously costs mm. a lot of money. So yeah, of course, yeah. They need lots of people to fundraise
0: for them. Fabulous. Well, uh, thank you very much for telling us all about it. So you can go to cordwellchildren.com. You can find out all the information that's there. They've got a destination dream section on the website, and you can go and look at all of the uh, past stuff from the past few years and uh, find out about the information you can do for this year as well. And, of course, if you just heard this and you've heard what World Children do and you just want to go and donate some money to Cordwell Children, of course, you can go and do that there as well, which is brilliant. So uh, that's it. It's a bite-sized, so it's only a short one. But I want to thank Katie for all of her info. So thank you very much. Thanks for letting me chat while I told me. That's all right. And to Susan for ably assisting. Oh, that's all right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's uh, it for this week, then. So, uh, just let so you know, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit Podcast, And you can go to Twitter, which is at DisneyBrit. And you can go to DisneyBrit.com. You can find out all of the latest shows that are all up on there. And if you want to email us, it's radio at DisneyBrit.com. You can do that and get in touch with us um, uh, whenever you want to we do have people who email us and all that sort of stuff as well which is brilliant but we will be back in two weeks time with a full-on disney brit show so uh have a good couple of weeks until then we'll see you